And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Thursday, December 16th. More importantly than that, it is the Thursday of week 15, the first week of the fantasy football playoffs for the vast majority of us. It kicks off tonight with the Chargers and with the Chiefs and hopefully with a healthy Austin Eckler. But that's uh, it's a discussion for about, I don't know, two minutes or so from now. Michael Beller here with you. We're going to talk through all of our Week 15 first round fantasy playoff games. With me as always, Jake Seeley. Jake, we're almost there, man. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm waiting for January so I can sleep a little bit. No, but <laughs> sidebar, I just right off the top, in case anybody doesn't know, because I'm seeing a lot of this, and it's not just the COVID situation, which we had a little bit kind of last year, too, but this uh-huh. goes back for years and years and years of advice. I just tweeted this out this morning. A PSA playoffs are here. Your yes. bench should have a backup quarterback. It should have mm-hmm. a backup tight end. I don't care if your quarterback is Josh Allen. You don't want to be scrambling and picking up Mike Glennon or Zach Wilson for your championship game, especially with the COVID situation going on. Same thing at tight end. You don't want to have to be looking for Jeff Swaims of the world. So <laughs> outside of those, all high-end backups, like we don't need fill-ins, but high-end backups, so don't make that your entire bench. But make sure you have a backup quarterback and a backup tight end before you're, it's too late. Absolutely. Maybe even a defense if you want to just look ahead to uh, week 16. And I said see that, too. I, didn't want to, I don't want to confuse anybody because I said that, too. And somebody was like, oh, so should I drop Madison? I'm like, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> How did you glean dropping Madison from what I just yeah. said? By the way, shout out, Brandon. That Cowboy shit match last night was one of the best in a long time. He, that's right. <laughs> Nobody else knows what we're talking about except for us. I, I, I can assume that it's some WWE stuff, but I don't know what no, it actually AEW. is. No, AEW. Hey, Jiggles, See, yes, I, I was, the shirt. Get I'm your wrong. backups. My bench I'm better wrong, than your starters. This is Rotoware. I'm wrong even on the, the, uh, the, the wrestling uh, organization that it's involved with. Um, yes, you are. It's a good look. My bench, your starters, especially if your bench has backups. That's one of the OGs from Rotoware. Maybe a defense. Yeah, it is. It, it, I feel like it's still <laughs> on the front of the front of the page there. Um, and yes, and yeah, who you're not dropping Alexander Madison, but that <laughs> wide receiver <laughs> five that you've had just yes. in case because of bye weeks and stuff. That's yeah, T.Y. Hilton, perfect example. Get rid of him. You don't need him anymore. Brandon Funston, we absolutely, without question, need you today, tomorrow, and into the future. How are you doing today? Uh, I am doing good. I was just going to add to to Jake's thing because I made this stupid mistake last week. Put your most questionable people in your flex spot. Don't pigeonhole mm-hmm. them into their actual roster position. I actually had to start Pat Fryermuth and T.J. Hawkinson last Fun. week initially. And I made the mistake of not even thinking about it and having Hawkinson in a tight end. So Fryermuth played on Thursday night. And then I was forced to replace on Sunday with, with a, you know, with a tight end instead of just having, you know, yep. having the whole entire flex world at my fingertips. So, yeah, not, yeah rookie, mis- rookie mistake. It was one of the dumbest things I've done all year. Yeah, not only your questionable guys, but anyone who plays on Thursday and then anyone who plays on yeah. Saturday. Get them yes. in those 
designated spots. Do not spots. put Thursday players in flex. Do yes, not. never, ever, yeah. ever, ever put those Thursday. Even players if it's like I'm starting a running spot. back and they're not bench, I'm not benching my top two. No, still yep. start the guy in the running back position because yep. somebody might get COVID. By the way, real know. quick thing, uh, I want to ask you guys this because I had this discussion yesterday yeah. with Jeff, and I yeah. want to see if you guys agree. If the players are within ten spots ish, they're, so they're close in rankings. Mm-hmm. We're all just playing guys we know are playing at this point, right? Like, so let me give you an example. Mike Williams tonight, or you could wait on CeeDee Lamb. Right? Not that anybody has that decision, but as an example, yeah. it's like you would just take Mike Williams because you know he's playing versus finding out Sunday that CeeDee Lamb has COVID at this point. Like, wouldn't you just, because what's going on right now, wouldn't you just kind of take the players you know are playing before waiting until Sunday night, Monday well, night it, football? Your, uh, your example is a little bit, like, you know, throw somebody out from, like, like Terry McLaurin know, like, instead of CeeDee Lamb. That would have been better because, you know, COVID's going crazy in Washington right now. Mm-hmm. You're not hearing a whole lot about it. I was it just trying Dallas, to think of somebody but... in tonight's game. Okay, so Daryl yeah. Williams versus waiting and finding out, you know, like Devonta Miles Freeman Gaston. sitting. No, yeah. no, no. I want somebody who's actually Daryl Williams or Sony Michelle. No, no, no. I don't want – no, no, no. You're missing the point. <laughs> I'm saying oh. somebody who doesn't even have a question mark. Like uh, we know, we know Daryl no, Williams I, is playing tonight. If you wait till Sunday for somebody that's not, close to Daryl, so like, like give you example. Okay, is Daryl Williams in my rankings? Thirty-eight. Okay, here okay. you go. Chuba Hubbard's thirty-six. Yeah. I would play Daryl Williams versus waiting for Chuba Hubbard finding out Carolina all of a sudden has a COVID outbreak on Sunday. That's my point. If it's that close, perhaps yeah. if it's if it's a wider gap than that, I wouldn't like. I'm not trying to guess where it's going next. I would just right. Still it's, trust like, uh, it's, my it's like half half tier or less. Yeah. Right, like so, like yeah. six to ten players yeah. at most. Yeah. yeah, I don't really want to play Chuba Hubbard anyways, which I know is very very I far know. from. We the were point getting of what too focused saying. on the. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> that's that is incredibly not what you're saying. Get into but the weeds. Just for the record, um, we've got 16 games, guys. We are done with buys. We have 16 games, so. We're gonna move fast. We're gonna move fast through these games because we do have all of them on our on our show sheet here. But let's let's just let's be quick about it. And we just got them in chronological order. So if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, maybe skip ahead about ninety seconds because we've got Chiefs Chargers up here first. Chiefs three and a half point favorites in this game against the Chargers. Fifty two is the total on this game. You guys, hopefully we're getting Austin Eckler in this one. Um, Thirty twenty four win for the Chargers the first time around. That was way back in week three. This is a pretty cut and dried situation with who we start on these two teams is there anything jake that you look at with a question mark going into this one uh, only if we get pregame that austin eckler's not playing and yeah. i mean not playing and then jackson over kelly but i'm not staking my playoff lives on it because we saw this last year it could be anybody and towards the end of the year it was kalen balage so let's be real about what that backfield could <laughs> God, be i forgot about if that. austin eckler <laughs> is playing look what was it week seven eight nine somewhere around there where they it was a similar situation he would he have 20 touches in that game mm-hmm. so Obviously, yes, it's the ankle. Yes, he could come out early, but I am not sitting Austin Eckler if he's playing this game outside of maybe a top 15 other option, and I don't think most mm-hmm. people have that choice. You have to ride and die with it, and if it's if it goes sideways, at least you know the rest of your lineup has to be more upside than safe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally with you there. There's I, I've seen some some banter about maybe you sit Austin Eckler even if he plays because There's is he no going to get his full him. like no no way. No way. I think really the only risk related to Eckler would be leaving the game early because he aggravates the ankle, right. not not like seeding half of what he would usually have to the Kelly and Jackson combination. I, I just I, – yeah. I'm His speculating. His carry workload I just, I hasn't even I been that high recently. Yeah, I just don't think that's realistic. 
Especially with the, I mean, this, this, this is the Chargers like, can take over like, first place if they win this game. This is like sitting Dalvin Cook last week. It was yeah. a Thursday night game. He was questionable. But if he's playing, you're playing him. You know, and that was very, you know, that mm-hmm. that, that showed you why last week. Is well, like, I think that's just, a I mean, little bit different because they were bringing him back versus him playing right. off an injury. Going into happened. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, a little bit. But I agree. The point being is you're not benching yeah. Austin Eckler. No way. No way. Uh, we are in unanimous agreement on that, and we think anyone else out there who is counseling you in another way, not uh, counseling you the right way. Saturday, we have two games, so now if you're listening to this on Saturday in the afternoon or on Sunday, maybe fast forward another couple of minutes, because at least as of right now, Raiders and Browns is happening on Saturday. It seems as though there's no mechanism this season for pushing the games back the way that we did last season. This opened up as Browns minus, God, like four and a half or five. And now because of the Browns COVID situation, it has swung all the way over to Raiders minus one and a half. And that total of 38 and a half, as I believe (laughs) the lowest of the season, it's lower than even a game we're going to talk about that features maybe the two worst teams in the NFL uh, in a little bit here. But I mean... What like is this Nick Chubb, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, and no one in this game, Funston? Yeah, on the on the Brown side, do you guys remember when David Carr was was Derek. the Houston or no David? No David. Yeah. David was was the Houston quarterback. <laughs> he was like the number one overall pick. Oh, I and remember. He set a record for getting sacked, and then yes. they had a commercial where he was there with the center, and there was like nobody else on the offensive side. It was just him in the center. And it was like a kind of a joke on how easy it was for him to get sacked or whatever. I don't remember the I commercial. Rem- Okay, well, there was this commercial, and they had no <laughs> offensive linemen except for the center. That's kind of where Cleveland's at right now. They have literally four offensive linemen that can miss this game. Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Austin Hooper. I mean, it is – it's, you know, I'm imagining that same commercial, but with Nick Chubb running Wildcat instead of there actually being a quarterback there. But, God, should um, they do Wildcat? <laughs> <laughs> look, if Nick – I mean, Nick Chubb, yeah, you're playing him. I Look, if all those guys are out, I'm dropping him down, but I'm not – dropping him out of the RB2 discussion. Yeah. So I wouldn't I think even drop him out of the top playing, 10. I would. I would for no, sure. This is, this, no, this is the same conversation for Najee Harris. Everybody at the beginning of the season, the offensive line sucks for the Steelers and it's still not that good. And all the time. Look at the Giants. Giants offense and offensive line sucks, and Saquon Barkley has still been top 15, 16, and then was a top seven running back last week. That's why I wouldn't drop him outside of the top 10. Man, I don't know. Four, four, four backups on the offensive line, and like, no, no tie. I mean, this could, this game could get ugly. How many touches? How many touches does Nick Chubb get in a close game? If this game ends up being like the Ra- Raiders one and a half, it plays to that script. I mean, does Nick Chubb get the ball twenty five I mean, times? Game. This is also if you're looking at Vegas. I mean, this is what twenty to eighteen. So a yeah. close game could still be thirteen touches. I mean, that's yeah. the downside to it. And but that's really what it comes down to is just there's no way I'm kicking him. And if Fuston, you 100 percent could be right. That's the floor. Like there is a risk. I mean, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. they go back to him. His two games, uh, a lot of it had to do with he still had 17 or 18 touches in those two games just to get to RB 16. Uh, without that touchdown last week, probably finishes right around RB 16. So I'm saying like you're not wrong to say, but I, I think with that floor being a high end RB two. Mm-hmm. that I would still play him as a top 10 running back. That's that's kind of where I'm going with this, is that he still could finish top five. The floor is RB20, so I'm just going to kind of cut down in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I have him ranked RB13 right now. If it's as bad, it, it, I could drop him down to like you know two, three, four more spots. Playoff teams might have this first world kind of problem where you do actually have a legitimate choice where there are – 
you know, two to three other options you have on your roster that might be ranked higher than where I have them at like 15, 16 or whatever. And uh, I'm just saying, if yeah. you're talking about the question marks of COVID people missing the games, you also have to talk about the ramifications of the players who are playing with depleted lineups because of mm-hmm. that. That would have to be like someone who like paired up Chubb with like Aaron Jones or Jonathan Taylor I mean, around could, the one, two turn grabbed well, for net grabbed elite Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. No, I was, yeah. was going to say like, that's because, Oh, look at my team. But it's like, it could be a keeper league. Like my home team. Like I'm putting Cordero Patterson on the, I play on sleeper. So Cordero yeah, Patterson, Patterson. Can, play, can, pl- can play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm putting him at wide receiver because my running backs are Taylor Barkley and Najee Harris. So oh, I'm kicking Patterson to cool over here. No, but that's the, yeah. to, to <laughs> the point. To, no, to, if you're in keeper league, you made some trades, that type of stuff. Like you might be, you might have that situation. And in that case, yeah. I would sit Chubb. That's my point. It would take. We can't obviously address every single person's situation. It would take an extreme situation along right. these lines that we're describing that's, that's the point. to actually be sitting Nick Chubb. Maybe you would have someone in the Saturday night nightcap between the Colts and Patriots. This should be a very fun game, you guys. Colts are two and a half point favorites against the Pats. Forty five is the total in this one. I feel like the Colts can beat the Pats at their game at their own game. Colts have the best running back in this game. They don't have quite the defense that the Patriots do, but it's not like they're miles away. They've got the more dangerous quarterback question I was wondering mark. where you're going. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, I, I feel like this feels appropriate. Colts being two and a half point favorites feels very appropriate to me. And so I don't know if there's a ton of question marks in terms of who we're playing and who we're not playing. Ramondre Stevenson? Jacoby Myers, how are we looking at those Patriots guys who maybe were questioning Jake? Mm, I was going to say, let's include Michael Pittman. I would consider benching Michael Pittman. Uh, This is a tough matchup as a team, and you talk about Jackson being in the conversation with Slay and Ramsey when he kind of shadows because he doesn't really show. But we're talking about this is a concerning matchup. He has locked Mm -hmm. down everybody. I mean, there's not been one great game against him this year. And if you're talking about Carson Wentz, you said you might – be question mark the more dangerous mm-hmm. but you how do you beat them you beat them on the ground so yeah, i would consider sure. benching michael Pittman. again consider you have to see what your other options are probably not starting jacoby myers the only one i would go for is just who's been the boomer bust we've talked about him a couple of times is kendrick Bourne. Yeah. you get 20 points or you get five but mm-hmm. you know i'd rather do that than just say okay i'm gonna go get my eight points from jacoby myers and call it a day yeah yeah what if, i i'm ranking Ramondre right now ahead of damian harris seems like damian harris We've got there's a question too from uh, he's getting in limited, getting in limited practices. I think as long as he's like limited throughout the week, I think we've seen you know New England's been willing to just turn to Ramondre and let him kind of lead a a bit. So, uh, Jake, where are you at on that? I have higher, I have Harris higher than Stevenson, but it's with expecting like more of a full practice by Friday because he's already Mm -hmm. getting limited in. But if it's limited again on Friday, I'll probably like back to back and. Probably Stevenson climbs in front of him. And just like we've been talking about, I know we've said it a bunch on this show. Everyone who anyone who listens to us religiously is probably sick of hearing it, but it's just like a step down from the Broncos guys. But you can but both of them register as RB twos pretty much comfortably week in and week out. And I think that's what we're looking at again in this game. And I don't know, I think this is going to be one of the more fun games of the week and obviously a ton at stake on both sides. I'm very excited for the way this AFC ends up wrapping up with all these playoff teams. Colts and Patriots right in the thick of that. The Bills are in the thick of that too. They are 10.5 point favorites this weekend against the Carolina Panthers. Just a total mess of things on Carolina's side. And let's talk about Chuba Hubbard for a second and Amir Abdullah. Like, 
I, I would have to be in a desperate position, uh, Jake, if I'm going to be playing either of those guys. And I think the Bills are kind of straightforward this week. Yeah, so, or, so I'll repeat the question. I apologize. I'm waiting on the delivery, so I got a text message as you said that. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's my that fault. time of year. It's that time yeah. of year. Um, you, Panthers, right? I mean, it's, it's to me, it's like a, it's a desperation situation for almost oh, yeah. everyone on this team if you're starting any of them. Everybody included, bad matchup included. Uh, the passing game's not as bad as yeah. it's been uh, for facing the Bills, so maybe you can get some hope there. But the quarterback situation is an entire mess on top of it, too. So if DJ Moore is healthy 100%, you kind of roll him out there because you have to. And then at the running back situation, maybe you go Abdullah because you kind of hope that they have to pass and keep up. But, yeah, I would try to avoid most Panthers. Yeah. Bills, obviously, we're watching the Josh Allen news. I uh, talked to Remember Monday, I said, hey, I'm gonna, you know, we're going to get Joe Biscaglia on the show on Tuesday. And we did talk to Joe. He said, uh, in his estimation, you know, we're, we, we don't really know what it's going to be with Josh Allen and things are looking good. But uh, I asked him, like, how bad would it really have to be for Josh Allen not to play? Like, we can, he can probably play at less than 100%. Like, how bad would it have to be for him to not play? And he said that he would think that Allen would have to be really limited moving laterally for the Bills to actually think about playing Mitch Trubisky over him this week. And so I feel like, assuming that, you know, if Joe's right on that, that we're probably in a position where you're not really, I mean, you're starting Josh Allen no matter what, but I feel like you can go into it assuming he plays with the same confidence you typically do. If that is ends up being the case, that if he's not really that limited, how he moves laterally on that foot. Yeah, it's kind of like Austin. Maybe not, maybe not the complete confidence. Yeah. Like, you know, Close are, are we going to get, are we going to get 50 rushing yards? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's something that where I think you, that's why I'm not like, I don't think I have him in my top two this week, but I still have him top five. Yeah. Normally, he's he's at one of my first two or three, and I think he's probably down a couple from that right now. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, guys, nothing says fantasy football playoffs quite like Dolphins minus nine and a half versus the Jets. 42 and a half the total on this game. We know that the Dolphins backfield is totally a shambles right now with uh, what's going on with their COVID situation. Michael Carter designated to return, so maybe we get him back. Funston, if we do get Michael Carter back, is he a guy who steps right back into fantasy lineups? Well, I I, I hesitate on that. I, I'm not ranking him as anything higher than a, like kind of uh, mid RB three, right around that, right around that number thirty overall. I think there's, you know, Tevin Coleman's cleared of his concussion. He was mm-hmm. running well. I think you have to worry about that. You have to worry about Miami hasn't given up a running back touchdown in six games. They haven't given up more than sure, sixty three sure. rushing yards to a running back in that span. That was Michael Carter. So, um, so there's some headwind there that I worry about. 
and we 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 also have to hear Robert Sala say, "Man, Michael Carter's looked good this week. He's ready to go," or something along those lines. So right now, I'm tempering my enthusiasm as much as I love Michael Carter. I think he's not going to land back into a fully featured situation, and maybe the matchup will be a little bit rough. Again, Zach Wilson right now is the quarterback. Michael Carter's best days came with all the backups, and mm -hmm. so we have to also see that as well. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson doesn't know how to throw to running backs, so everything Foster yeah. said, not mm -hmm. much to add to that. <laughs> uh, what are we doing with the Dolphins? Is this just like Jalen Waddle, Tua, if you need him, and that's it? Devontae well, Parker? Gask if Gaskin returns, Gaskin, yeah. yeah, you can yeah. go with Gaskin. If Gaskin is out, and then you have to – it's. Too, too many moving parts as of Thursday, honestly, because Malcolm yeah. Brown's practicing, mm -hmm. but is Ahmed going to be playing? Is Duke Johnson yeah. going to stay activated? You know, they brought in Lamar Miller for a potential return. Like, we have to just wait and see who the hell's playing. But I would say if it's everybody but Gaskin, RB3 roll the dice on Malcolm Brown and hope he scores a mm -hmm. touchdown just because of the matchup. But, yeah, yeah this, is, this is looking like a mess. Yeah, it's really it really is looking like a mess. I think the people who are going to be most interested in this game are people in their survivor pools who are taking the Dolphins. Uh, that's in our corner of the football universe. It's survivor pools that are going to have the most focus on Dolphins and Jets uh, without question. And there's probably going to be some survivor pool focus on Eagles and Washington. Also, the Eagles touchdown favorites over at BetMGM. 44 is the total on this game. Thankfully, this is a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff, so we're going to know if Jalen Hurts is able to make his return for the Eagles. Is this as simple as Hurts starts for the Eagles, he starts for you, Jake? No, because it comes down to, similar to Lamar Jackson, is he going to be running? That that mm -hmm. You can't take that away from his game. Lamar Jackson is not even inside my top quarterback, top 10 quarterbacks, if he even plays this week, which seems like he probably doesn't. I know we're not talking about that game because they brought in jo Josh Johnson. But right. I'm saying the same thing for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts have to watch the practice. If he full practice on Friday, the reports are he sounds good, but they've been splitting reps this week already. Yeah. Which yeah. makes me think that Jalen Hurts is he probably starts, but how healthy is he? So if he's not running even against Washington, whose defense has turned the corner, although Washington's now missing about as many players as Cleveland, so that right. might help a little bit. I mean, they just signed a journeyman with like who's played on like six different teams off the Packers mm -hmm. practice squad. So you would say Hurts is still in the QB one conversation, but versus being top five, six, seven like normal, he's like fringe QB one. I'd play Taysom Hill in front of him right now, as of right now. Yeah. Got a comment for you, Funston, from Casey. Go, go, Goddard. Well, yeah, honestly, I, I, I'm always go, go, Goddard. There's, there's nothing to say. I, I know you are. Nothing to say other than amen to that. And, and I guess even more so with Gardner Minshew. I liked him with I liked him with Jalen Hurts, but we loved him with Gardner Minshew. So, yeah, more, more Goddard. Is there any case to be made for a Washington pass catcher uh, not named Terry McLaurin if Terry McLaurin can't play? Is there a case to be made for Terry McLaurin? Oh, no, just I mean, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa. That's that one meme that I get the galaxy brain meme <laughs> right there. It hasn't been, <laughs> hasn't been smooth sailing. And, and Jake mentioned, oh, it. it's Dar been gross. Yeah. Darius Slay. I mean, come on, this is your playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's time to time to think things through a little bit more, you know, a little bit more than just automatically start your studs kind of, you know, you got to look at. He's not even a stud. Uh, McLaurin, if McLaurin at 28. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Stud in, you know, in quotation marks, in name brand. But you know, yeah, it's the same with DK Metcalf. I mean, after a string oh of my God. string of forty and they're fifty yards, out of Seattle with talk like that, Funston. My God. Well, I'm just saying, Taking like your you, you're life into you're your own benching hands. Jalen Waddle or Hunter Renfro for DK Metcalf. You shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's wow. Where do you have DK? 
I think it's like 20 this week or 21, something like that. Man, can't wait I mean, to talk about that. We've got a ways to go. But how about you, Jake? Do you off the top of your head where you got DK? Yeah, behind Waddle and Renfro, too. Should be behind <laughs> them. It's crazy. It's crazy how this, but but never forget, never forget, you guys, that early round wide receivers are super, super safe. Super safe. The safest. 100%. The safest thing that's ever been created in fantasy football. Never, ever forget that. Uh, hey, a third straight game that's going to be big in the survival world. Cardinals, 13 and a half point favorites at the Detroit Lions. 47 and a half is the total on this one. And how about this, you guys? Here we are. Week 15, it is 2021, I checked, it's not like 2013 or anything. Here we are in week 15, and A.J. Green is like a slam dunk, no question about it, get him in your lineup if you got him, sort of wide receiver. I mean, that he is, right? He is like, a, you're not even thinking twice if he's on your team. I have him ranked in the mid-20s. I, well, I would think twice. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he's over Terry McLaurin, and he's on the heels of DK <laughs> yeah. Metcalf, so that's all you need to know. Yeah, here's oh, a receiver God, I, would, a, what a, I would play what a, DK over still, though. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, what about the backs in Arizona? James Conner uh, hurt on the just – I mean, what a what a disastrous sequence for the Cardinals. First, Cliff gets exposed with that horrible uh, way that they ended that game against the Rams. They don't spike the ball. Kyler gets a little bit exposed for not having his head about him and knowing that we got to spike it here. And then Kyler gets a little bit banged up. Hopkins gets a little bit banged up. James Conner gets a little bit banged up in that stretch. Chase Edmonds coming back. Uh, let's hear from both of you on this one. Funston, you take it first. How are you treating these Cardinals backs, assuming both of them do play in this game? Well, I think this is, you know, Edmonds probably could have came back for this game. And I think they exercise caution here. And that's probably going to be the Chase Edmonds benefit this week because 13 and a half point favorites. If this game plays out as Vegas thinks it's going to, this mm-hmm. is a game where they can absolutely rest James Connors ankle and we'll see if he ends up playing. I think he will, but this could be a, a, you know what, we're going to limit you as soon as we feel it's okay yeah. to limit you. And, and that could work out again in Chase Edmonds favor. So I think Chase Edmonds and Michael Carter are pretty good comp both coming back this week. Um, I might lean actually Chase Evans. I'll have to go look at my rankings and see where I ended up. But I, I'm feeling like this is a great, great return spot for Chase Edmonds given the situation. Yeah, I think it's Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard before Pollard got hurt. Is that yeah. Connor will be out there if they get a lead, a little bit of rest. But if they got a lead, it's a chance that Connor got the touchdown because they'll call him in at the goal line, even if Edmonds gets him all the way down there. So I just have Connor as a high in RB2, and I have Edmonds in play as a mid, I think mid to upper RB3. Can I interest either of you in Amon Ross St. Brown? I tried last week. It yeah, didn't work. Why not? <laughs> why not at this point? Oh, I will say, if Connor's out, Chase Emmons is top 15 running back. So, yeah. as a sidebar. No, Amon Ross St. Brown, like, it's volume. Hey, volume is king. I mean, I, I tried to preach that for Brandon Cooks, and I can't ignore it with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's inside my top 36 wide receivers. If you're going to be like... getting Hunter <laughs> <Go> Renfro. <laughs> Is yeah. that what you're about to say? They're hunting. Well, I, I was going to say he's kind of like early season Jalen Waddle, where he was getting a ton of volume, but it was like 50, for 70 60, yards. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But I mean, that's kind of what it is. But it works out in PPR leagues for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lions backfield. Hopefully, we get DeAndre Swift back. But if DeAndre Swift isn't back, is this a, a stay away sitch? Probably if Jamal Williams is back, which it sounds like he should be. So yeah, it, like the Jamal Williams was out last week. So I don't, I don't know. You know what they're going to do? Do they try to evaluate Craig Reynolds? Do they, <laughs> does he really think they're going to be part of that? Anybody future? else remember the former shortstop for the Houston Astros in the '80s, Craig Reynolds? God. No, 
Me and Jake were born in the 80s. Most of it's yeah. going to miss us. <laughs> like, what you, like, <laughs> Craig Brown. <laughs> Most of the things that were Pat, happening. Pat Mayo made a joke on Tuesday. He's like, he's the utility shortstop for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I thought he, I didn't know there was actually a baseball player that was that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the OG Craig Reynolds, for sure. Houston shortstop. <laughs> there we go. No hitting. Uh, I remember no Craig Graybeck. <laughs> Craig Graybeck. But... Yeah, but that was more of like an early ni- early to mid nineties, and that was right in my backyard in Chicago. That was, uh, but uh, but no, no, no Craig Reynolds for me. But either way, no Craig Reynolds for fantasy football people either. Um, and hopefully the Cardinals just take care of business. Being someone who is very strongly on them in a survivor pool. How about Cowboys and Giants? I didn't even do this on purpose, but four straight very popular survivor games this week. Cowboys minus ten and a half at the New York Giants. We talked about this a little bit back on Monday's show, uh, but Zeke and Pollard. Let's start with them um assuming both of these guys are able to suit up this week which it looks like they will be able to how are we treating those guys jake mm, well kind of what i just talked about with the connor situation is you're still playing zeke as a fringy rb1 uh, pollard if he's back you assume he's 100 percent and we'll have to see reports but still in that fringy rb2 three conversation because you know it goes down the road of we saw last week they got to the third quarter and they were up early and Zeke basically yeah. stood on the sideline until the game got yep. close again and then kind of came back in. So you hope if they get up, which they should on the Giants, you mm-hmm. hope that Zeke's part of the scoring. But if he's not, I mean, we, you can see Zeke coming out of this game with like seven, eight points. So you have to understand there's definitely more risk with him. And I think there's risk with Pollard too, even coming back. So it's not as slam dunk as it normally would have been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Zeke came out and said he's getting healthy again. And one thing I will say is as little as we saw of him last week, like he was running hard. I actually thought he looked better than he had in previous weeks. And so, you know, if he can get more volume, I think it's okay. I'm worried about a guy playing, playing a guy that has a torn plantar fascia who says, Mm -hmm. I just need to tear it all the way through and it'll feel better. That does make it better. I know it, it does, painful. but man, is this is this like a, what, like tonsils? Like, is it is it an un, is it like an I mean, unnecessary kinda. part of the human anatomy? Like, I, oh, does no, he get to eat that, a ton of popsicles if he tears it all the way through? Because that is would it, be kind of yeah, Is it an appendix? I mean, come <laughs> on! It feels like the the plantar fascia is kind of important. So I I, I have a little bit of hesitancy on Tony yeah. Pollard. Yeah, um, should be a good rebound spot for Dak Prescott, as we talked about on Monday. Just uh, this is this is a, a as get right of a get right spot. As a player could have. Yeah, I thought that last week, too. (laughs) (laughs) We'll run it back. We'll run it back here. Are we running any Giants out there other than Saquon, Jake? No. That's it. No. That's it. No. Good. Good. No, I like that. Simple is great. Brevity is the... What is it? Brevity is the soul of wit. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Titans and Steelers, you guys. Next game I want to talk about. Titans are two-point favorites in this game. 41.5 is the total. Can either of you, jump in if you can, can either of you figure out why the Titans are two-point favorites in this game? Because I cannot with what we've seen from this offense without Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Um, no, I actually think that, you know, typically this is, this seems like a straight-up and even game. And yeah. if anybody should be two-point favorites, it would be the home team. You know, because they usually, as they say, the home game, you know, the home team's worth two to three points. So I don't get it. I mean, you look at the Titans in the last three games, I think they've scored four touchdowns. Um, their offense looked bad against Jacksonville last yeah. week. Yeah, their offense looked bad. Um, and luckily they were playing Jacksonville. Pittsburgh's actually showing some signs of life where it could hurt Tennessee the most, which is the passing game. I mean, Tennessee has been horrible against the pass. Roethlisberger's been, you know, looking better. And they got Najee here in the backfield. Yeah, I think it should be Pittsburgh minus two, but uh, something, some Vegas, you know, seems to think something's up. So I don't know. Yeah. Jay Coolio Jones Henry yes, coming back. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I, just, I can't figure this one out. And like usually that scares me into thinking, in like wanting to back the the team that I can't figure out why they are the favorite. But like I don't know. I think this is this just feels all wrong to me with the way that these two teams have played over the last month or so. So I like the Steelers quite a bit. What about Julio Jones? Uh, we're we're talking about all those receivers who are stacked on one another. Julio, I imagine, is behind them, but how far behind them, Jake? Uh, low end wide receiver three conversation. It's one of the you, know, you can make the argument like somebody needs to catch the ball. I have him at thirty two. Uh, it's yeah. not a must start. Uh, but the biggest thing is, you know, this offense doesn't throw it a ton. So even if somebody does have to catch the ball, how many attempts for Tannehill? 22 or something like that. So you mm-hmm. hope that this matchup kind of pushes Tannehill to have to pass more if they really want to try to keep in the playoff race and get Henry back for the playoffs and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. So I think Julio's in play, but he's definitely a low floor, high ceiling play at this point of his career. Yeah. Yeah, I had him ranked about 32 last week, and that's about where I have him this week. And I, I, I think part of it is, you know, it's like, okay, last week was sort of like a get through the game, get your get your legs back. And mm-hmm. I just watching the game and the few times they did throw to him, he looked he looked okay and it looked fine. So I, I feel like we're going to see a, a step in the in the right direction this week, and maybe he will deliver where yeah. I had him ranked last week and where I have him ranked this week and where Jake has him ranked. Before we get to our next game, let's uh, tackle a question here from Brandon. Daryl Williams or Devontae Parker, to go back to something we were talking about a little earlier. What do you got on this one, Jake? 
Yeah, this comes down to what do you need here? As the safe points is Daryl Williams. If you need the ceiling, it's Devontae Parker. And the ceiling for Devontae Parker is not even necessarily that great in this game. Uh, and with the matchup against the Giants, Jalen Waddell and Mike Kosicki, matchup-wise, should do more mm-hmm. than Devontae Parker does. So, you know, that's really, it's, that's as simple as you can get. Plus, as I mentioned before, this is one of those situations where Daryl Williams, you definitely get the points. With what's going on with Devontae Parker, I mean, not the Giants versus the Jets, is that they can run all over him. Devontae Parker could just be three targets, four targets, because they don't need him. And so that, that's what it comes down to. All right, next game up on the list, guys. It's going to be one that uh, just got a little bit of a shot in the arm after the Urban Meyer finally getting canned. Jaguars, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Texans, 39-and-a-half the total on this game. I mean, now that they got that albatross <laughs> – that wow, that is yeah. official news. That is, I I just double checked. That's actually official. Jalen Waddle's on COVID mm. now too. Oh my god! So Devontae so, Parker, right. yeah, Devontae Parker, Parker. is. <laughs> yeah. After all uh, that. Also official news is that Urban Meyer is no longer uh, embarrassing oh, yeah. himself we, we on that. a at least on like an NFL stage. I'm sure he'll find other ways to embarrass himself, but he's not doing it as an NFL head coach anymore after getting canned by the Jaguars. Finally, um, this uh, just what earlier I mean at like midnight Eastern time. Um, I mean, shouldn't the Jaguars now be favored by like eight and a half points? Like, what, what if the Jaguars come out and just put up like forty? Lawrence throws for three touchdowns. James, I mean, no more no more concerns for James Robinson, right? I mean, shouldn't we think that? James Robinson's back. Yeah, and Lawrence's only multi-touchdown game was a three-touchdown game in week one against the Texans. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah, this should be free James Robinson time unless unless Daryl yes. Bevel was, you know, part of the headwind. You know, I don't think he was. The invisible hand <laughs> benching James Robinson. <laughs> I like to think that. I mean, Daryl Bevel, you know, he was in Seattle. He was fairly level-headed. And in retrospect, yeah. a lot of people are pining for Daryl Bevel as an offensive coordinator in Seattle. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I feel better about James Robinson for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say that's the only one because, to be honest about it, is he's still part of this you know, coaching organization here is not that the, mm-hmm. the Urban Meyer was legitimately out there purposely calling bad plays and playing defense himself. So, yeah, you would say James there Robinson. Was little, there was a little bit of Costan- Costanza flair to Urban Meyer over these uh, last couple of weeks. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that went on with him. Yes, we all think it's going to be better, but again, it's not pretty honest. Like everybody out there is making it the fact like he was playing with ten players, and now all of a sudden they get to play with eleven. Like that, it's. Let's not overreact too much. It's not. I wouldn't put Trevor Lawrence like he's not all of a sudden going to be a top twelve quarterback. Like, the, like no, relax no. a little this bit. Is, I don't think anyone's doing that. We're just having fun with a guy finally. This right. is the, it, it, we'll be able right. to see how much exactly spirits being lifted impacts a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because you like we we hear that sometimes, and we're never actually sure. So, but this time, we we know for sure. Like those dudes Happy. are. Partying and they're running around today. lighter. Right, they today, are feeling yes. good. Yeah. Lambo got resigned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Bring Lambo. Lambo's gonna like uh, kick seven field goals in this game. Let's do it. Let's just get them all back. That would be that would just be awesome. And uh, still the most meaningless game of the year though um, between these two terrible, terrible football teams. How about the Packers and the Ravens, you guys? This game in Baltimore, but the Packers are favored by five and a half. And obviously, we know that both the five and a half point favorite and the fact that this one is just forty three and a half on the total. Has a whole lot to do with Lamar Jackson. This is a late kick. So, how long do you wait, or what do you have to have available to you as a backup, Funston, to wait on Lamar Jackson if we don't have word on this until Sunday? 
I don't know that Tyler Huntley is the worst backup option. Like I have him ranked in my, I would rank him in my top 20, kind of a Justin Fields ish kind of play where you could, he's sort of a, you know, he did a middle-class version of Lamar Jackson in, in, in replacing him last week. Um, So like you could go that route. I have a team where Mm -hmm. I am doing that, where I'm going that route. And if I, if it gets down to it, I will take take a double check uh, on the waiver wire to make sure I don't like somebody else a little better, but at least I'm covered in in the event that Lamar Jackson sits. And um, you know, I I'm, I'm looking at Tyler Huntley as like, 18 to 20 on the quarterback range. And uh, maybe I'd play a Garoppolo. Maybe I'd play a Justin Fields. Yeah. Roethlisberger maybe. But then after that, if I'm getting into the Carson Wentz's against New England and some of those other guys and the Taylor Heineke who looked so bad last week, like I'm definitely going to go Tyler Huntley. Mm, yeah, Jake, I'd where probably, are you at on this? I mean, I would just play all – like even Tua without Waddle, I'd still play him and Burrow and Garoppolo and Wilson and – Cousins, uh, Tannehill, eh, that's probably where I about stop, stop. And similar to what Faust has said is wait, because that's right around where I have Justin Fields. And I think that's a good pair. Mm-hmm. To be honest, though, if the, if you're going for floor, Mac Jones on Saturday, I would just play Mac Jones. If I'm going for floor, that really depends on what you want for your team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that I think that I think that makes some sense. And, and I mean that the floor has been there for Mac Jones certainly, and uh, again as we talked about earlier, that could be you know a pretty competitive game. Should be a competitive game between those two teams. This uh, this line in total gives the Packers an implied total of twenty four and a half points. Am I crazy for thinking that that feels a little low for the way this team's playing and and, and the fact that the Baltimore defense is you know I mean they're not a pushover, the but they're not side, exactly yeah yeah right like that twenty four and a half feels a little light for me on the Packers. It does not that it changes? I mean, uh, Rodgers. Aaron Jones, uh, Devontae, Dylan. Uh, you know, the total's not going to change what you do with those guys, but this just feels, I don't know, it feels a little light, and I think maybe there's an argument to be made for MVS as a, as a deep-shot wide receiver three sort of guy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know uh, if I feel 30 points out of Green Bay, though, so I don't know how. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a little light, but I don't know if I, I – mean, you know, I can see him scoring like a 27. You know, this could be sure. like a 27-20 kind of a game, but I don't know if it goes crazy. All right, let's get to do another big one in the AFC with the wild card race for all these teams. Broncos and Bengals. Broncos, two and a half point favorites. You guys, I love the Bengals in this spot too. And I love the Bengals last week. Um, that ultimately didn't work out, although they came back and, and showed pretty well ultimately in that game. But uh, I, I like them in this spot. Are we just totally out on all Broncos pass catchers, Jake? Yeah, it should have been for quite a while. I mean, Judy would be the only one I would touch, and he's low end, high, low end wide receiver three, high end wide receiver four at this point. And it's been weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of you shouldn't have been doing Cortland Sutton, shouldn't have been playing around with Manuel Sanders too, even before his injury. Like people just, I, I said it on this show last week. The last time they were both relevant was week six, and now Sanders is hurt. But you might as well erase Patrick. Sutton from your mind. Yeah, no, Tim Patrick hasn't been anything in the longest time either. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, I mean. It's just it's it's just an ugly situation for those pass catchers, which is kind of crazy that they're still like having as much success as they are. And as we've been talking about on this show a bunch, it's all about what those running backs are doing uh, for them in this one. Uh, uh, the total on this one also a little bit of a head scratcher for me at forty four. Funston, you were the big Bengals guy. Uh, was, that, was that last week that you were way higher than average on all the Bengals, or was that a couple weeks ago? Can't remember. Mm-hmm. It ultimately came through I- last week. I everything's mean, with, a blur. Everything's a blur when you get to week 15. Um, is it as, I was higher on Chase last week. I worked yeah. out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I was appreciably higher on everybody else. 
And so, I mean, Burrow answered the bell pretty well with that finger injury, just fine. Obviously a slow start for him, but then ultimately 350 and two touchdowns in that loss to the 49ers, firing him up as a QB1 this week? I think he's where he where he's been so many weeks is right on that bubble. He's like a 12, 13 kind of play for me. So, I, yeah. I mean, I can see where people might have, you know, you got Taysom Hill. I'm, t- I'm playing Taysom Hill. Um, Over Burrow. There are... Yeah, there are a, a few quarterbacks out there where I would probably lean the other direction, but most people drafted Joe Burrow as their starting quarterback, uh-huh. and with with only a few exceptions, they're probably playing Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the case for most Joe Burrow managers as well. Okay, my friends, four more games to talk about in Week 15. Obviously, since we're going in chronological order, these are all late games. Two that are in the 425 Eastern window, then the primetime games. 49ers and Falcons, first one up, 49ers, 9.5-point favorites. 46 is the total. Uh, Eli Mitchell still not really practicing for the 49ers. How long are you willing to wait on this, Jake, or what would you have to have available or not available, as the case may be, to want to wait on Mitchell if we are waiting until game time on this one? I mean, you just need ceiling, and your next option is obviously if you have Jeff Wilson, who's still not on his level, but because Debo Samuel turned into a running back when <laughs> Elijah Mitchell's out. Turns into Cordero Patterson. Yeah, Seriously. basically, that's the same comparison that I was making yesterday, too, on another show. But, you know, you look at these games, I, I don't know that you have a lot. I mean, if you had Rashad Penny, but you might want to just start Rashad Penny, uh, maybe A.J. Dillon in a split. But there's not mm-hmm. a whole lot that you can really risk waiting for where, you know, outside of it being a, a running back, you're probably already starting. So yeah. I would say uh, it kind of comes down to your roster position. But, uh, yeah, and hopefully we just get some clarity on Saturday like we have for a lot of these teams. We have been getting a lot of that Saturday clarity, which is nice. And hopefully we get that here. On another note, Funston, are the 49ers back? Back to what they we thought they were going to be at the start of the season, or at least what we thought they could be at the start of the season, with all these different guys doing, you know, basically operating at like ninety percent of what they can do. Yeah, well, Debo Samuel week in and week out, never a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. George Kittle's been been unleashed in the last two weeks like crazy. I mean, you're feeling awesome if you're if you're sitting on Kittle right now, and then Brandon Ayuk has been getting consistency, finding the end zone, doing enough that you can think about him in the wide receiver three you know, kind of way. So, yeah, I think they are back. It's It'll be interesting to see what happens if Elijah Mitchell is back this week and yep. Debo Samuel's full wide, pretty much full wide receiver. Like, you know, then it becomes a little bit more of a, is IU going to be, going to be safe? But I think it's still going to be mostly, it's going to be mostly okay. I would roll it out there and I would, I would keep him as a wide receiver three. I would think so too. I mean, it just, it feels as though, I mean, there's been games where Debo's made plenty of an impact as a runner with Eli Mitchell healthy. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There could still be the half a dozen to eight carries, and maybe Debo's limited in the passing game a little bit. He mm-hmm. gets you three or four catches, but it's yeah. like 44 yards and a touchdown anyways, yeah. you know, and, on top of that. 40 so. more yards on the ground, too. So, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think we're looking at pretty much firing up all your 49ers with the possible exception of Garoppolo, except as we talked about earlier this week, he's a fine replacement for Lamar Jackson. If that ends up being the case, if somehow Josh Allen doesn't end up going, although, again, that looks – looks very likely that Josh Allen's going to play, but if somehow he doesn't, a fine replacement for him as well. On the other side of this, uh, Jiggles anticipating exactly where I'm going. Gage is a solid wide receiver. Three, is there anyone you want to play on this Falcon side other than Cordell Patterson for sure, and most likely Kyle Pitts managers are forced into playing him. Anyone else you want, Jake? 
I mean, I have Russell Gage as a wide receiver three, so you can certainly play him. And it's just another volume situation. If you're playing Amon Ross St. Brown, you're playing Russell Gage. It's the same mm-hmm. situation. Playing Jacoby Myers, they're all basically the same guy as volume. And then you hope that they get a touchdown, but most weeks they don't. <laughs> uh, let's get to our next game here. The last game in that late window is Rams and Seahawks. Rams, four and a half point favorites, 45 the total. We know that the Rams are dealing with a COVID outbreak of their own, potentially no Odell Beckham in this game. Uh, we hopefully get Daryl Henderson back for this one, but we want to talk about the running back on the other side of this one. And we're pretty much all on the same page that Rashad Penny is someone who you're basically going to want to play no matter what. We talked about that a lot on Monday. So let's look at a question that we got from Alexander Funston. Rashad Penny or Miles Gaskin if Gaskin ends up clearing protocol and getting the start? Uh, I would go Miles Gaskin. It's pretty close. I have them ranked as if Miles Gaskin's going to play, and I have Gaskin, I think, like two spots. They're both in the mid-20s for me. Uh, I think Gaskin I have is a very back-end RB2, and Rashad Penny is like the very high-end RB3. It's just about the matchup. The mm-hmm. matchup is just so much better. The Rams' defensive front has been absolutely dominating you know, the Seahawks in the Aaron Donald era. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just like the one team that the Seahawks have, have had no answer for really has been the Rams in, in terms of Aaron Donald and that defense and stuff. So it can wreak havoc on the offense across the board. Cardinals couldn't run the ball at all on them last week. James yeah. Conner scored two touchdowns on the ground, but he did all of his yardage damage as a receiver. They could not move the ball at all on the ground yeah. against the Rams. Jake, what do you think about this question? Yeah, I have him back-to-back, so... Uh, the same situation with Gaskin ahead. No, I actually have Penny one spot in front of him, but it's, you know, I also have Malcolm Brown and Savon Huckman in the ranks because with how much time that they had things that clear up and it is a great matchup, but you know, this Mm -hmm. three, three options there. Gaskin should be the lead. As you just mentioned, I mean, this Penny can be used in the passing game. It's not like he's not good in the passing game too. No, Yeah, for sure. And Mm -hmm. really what it comes down to is if you told me, 70% 70% of the work for Penny versus 55 for Gaskin. That's why he barely edges him out in the worst matchup. But if you want to go either way, I, I, this is – if you feel I'm an idiot. It's a very right good in. question. Yeah. 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 I think it's it's right down the middle. Um, Any any surprises for the Rams? Or are we like – I mean, obviously they have the COVID uh, situation that's going on, but are, is there anything we're, we're waiting on with respect to this team? The Daryl Henderson situation? If you, if you yeah. don't – but the, but he has to be activated, right? He has to be activated on no, so Saturday. We're waiting. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but there's, but we're gonna as you're setting your lineup on Sunday morning. You're, is there anything we're waiting on? We are literally waiting on it right now as we're sitting here on Thursday morning. But <laughs> when it comes, one to thing time- I'll say, one thing I'll say though is if Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle are both active and we expect them to have somewhat of a platoon, it might not be as as good of a matchup as you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, Seattle's number two in like points allowed to running backs, but they are by it's far like and away the worst in 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 yards in receiving production by the running back and the Rams are last in in RB receptions and RB uh, receiving yards so like what the Rams do hasn't been how Seahawks have been giving up points to running backs they've actually given up just 3.7 yards per carry to the running back mm-hmm. position they've done a good job of kind of limiting the, the ground game so like I, I'm not loving the Rams running backs this week if it's going to be both of those guys out there all right, let's get to the um, the primetime games, you guys. Sunday night is Buccaneers and Saints. Buccaneers, comfortable favorites, as they should be. Ten and a half. Forty-six and a half is the total. Who's the highest-scoring quarterback in this game? Is it Tom Brady, or is, it, is Taysom going to do another, like, run for 102 and throw for, like, 150 and one and two picks? Because, you know, the picks are coming. 
<laughs> I feel like the likelihood of of Brady getting like four touchdown passes in this game is pretty good. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Even I, what, what, I, about I Brady, the, what about the, the, the Mark, Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore uh, history? Well, then Rob Gronkowski and Chris Godwin and, <laughs> and, and throw it to Leonard Fournette too. And like, there's, there's a, you know, it's more than one way to skin this cat yes, here. Absolutely. There are for sure. How serious, I mean, you're starting Mike Evans, but how seriously do you take that, Jake? This is like the batter versus pitcher uh, argument in baseball. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing I said to Jeff yesterday. I said for anybody really? that does <laughs> exact, I said for anybody that plays fantasy baseball, I said this is batter versus pitcher. Uh, I have Mike Evans, wide receiver 17. He's lowest he's ever going to be. Guess what? You're still playing Mike Evans. Of course. And yeah. you just hope that it, you, if you average it out somewhere between four and six targets, somewhere between two, three, four receptions, you just hope that one of them goes for a touchdown. So he is touchdown reliant in this game, though, against Lattimore and the Saints. And, but doesn't and he I, weirdly have like a decent amount of touchdowns against Lattimore, even though the yardage is like That's terrible. what I'm saying. He's touchdown reliant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Am I allowed to like still be in the the fantasy baseball world and say that I I like it gets to a point where I do buy batter versus pitcher? I I do. It's usually after about thirty plate appearances. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the exact same semblance. thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. th- there's there like I so listen. I was a pretty decent high school baseball player. There is, I still remember to this day. I graduated from high school in two thousand and three, and I still remember to this day the names of pitchers who I had very good success against. There is no – you cannot tell me that Major League Baseball hitters and pitchers do not know, like, oh, I own this guy or, oh, this guy owns me. There is no way, and you can't convince me that that doesn't have something. I'm not saying that it automatically means you're going four for four against a dude. But you can't tell me that, that it's, if, if it's in your mind a little bit that there's not something at play there. I had the same deal. Shout out to Jeff Lyle. That guy owned me. I'll give it to him. <laughs> Freaking Wasn't Jeff the hardest Lyle. throwing guy, but he had the best <laughs> junk early in a career, in my baseball career. So, yeah. <laughs> Threw so, a wiffle ball. Yeah, right. So, Funston and I can remember this decades later. Then I feel like Major League Baseball players, like, eh, batter versus pitcher isn't all hooey. Eh, there's something to it for sure. Uh, last game of the day, this sort of is hooey that the Bears are getting yet another uh, primetime matchup. This is Vikings at Bears in Chicago. Three and a half is the spread. Vikings are favored. 44 and a half the total on this one. We've talked K.J. Osborne to death. I think we're all on the same page here that you can play him without Adam Thielen. What about the quarterbacks in this game? I think there actually is some intrigue on both sides. Kirk Cousins, basically know what to expect out of him. But as you've made the point, Jake, like Kirk Cousins does great in bad matchups, does poorly in good matchups. You never know exactly what's going to be the case. And then Justin Fields, 9 for 74 on the ground last week. That obviously puts him on the fantasy radar. So, I'm interested to know from both you guys, and you can go first here, Jake, where do you have these two quarterbacks ranked? Who are you playing them over this week? I have Kirk Cousins 14 in the conversation with Russ and Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's kind of real. You know, maybe he climbs another spot or two once we get more news on situations. But in that, just the top end of the QB2 range, uh, and then Justin Fields I have not too far behind him. He's 17, Mm -hmm. and it really comes down to – I made the same argument with like the Taysom Hill, but to it's a lesser degree with Justin Fields. But the reason we like Taysom Hill and the reason like nobody ever has a problem when healthy, when Jalen Hurts is inside of our top five or six quarterbacks, everybody nobody bats an eye. But when you put Taysom Hill there, everybody's like, oh my God, what are you doing? But they're the same quarterback. They're the same. We want 80 rushing yards and you can't pass worth a lick. But as long as you get us 180 yards and maybe one touchdown, it's a top five day. Justin Fields 
is in the same conversation, except his rushing mm-hmm. is more like 40, 50 usually. So that's mm-hmm. why he's not quite on their level. And if I need a ceiling play, I could see going Justin Fields over a Kirk Cousins for ceiling, pure yeah. ceiling. Nothing really to add other than I'm I'm 13 on Cousins and 17 on Fields, so I'm almost exactly the same as, as Jake. I'm only one spot higher on Cousins, but yeah, I, I mean you can you can I, I get the case of if you just are playing for the Hail Mary, you go with Justin Fields. Yeah, and uh, definitely is uh, just it'll be fun. It'll be I think he's going to be a fun guy to watch down the stretch here with the uh, with the shackles coming off a little bit and uh, with the knowledge too that we're getting an, an Urban Meyer uh, exercising of demons soon enough in Chicago. Maybe that frees things up a little bit for Justin Fields. Uh, really quick before we wrap up this episode, because we're all done with the games, uh, you guys both doing Christmas song rankings in the next couple of weeks? I mean, I've done it for the past it, three years. Uh, people are probably tired of mine. I have to think of something. No, 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 no. Uh, but are you, are you, are you, does that mean you're not doing it? Uh, just I'm recycling my Christmas songs. Everybody's seen them. Well, recycled content yeah. at the end of the year is what the best people do, Jake. <laughs> Sure. Take it easy. Mine on have been out for mine have been out for a week, Biller. Thanks for noticing. Oh, uh, they okay. Are, they are li- they are live on the site, and if you go there, you can even uh, I even put a Spotify link. Oh no and, way! And like the, the it, all the songs are laid out there on Spotify. Where's yeah. "Merry Christmas, Baby" by Otis Redding? Uh, it is "Merry Christmas, Baby" on. I think it's in there. Uh, <laughs> it's like right in the middle, maybe thirties, forties, somewhere in there. All right, I'm so. gonna check that out, Jake. If you don't do it, I'm going to check out yours from last year, and we're going to get that in the show next week because okay. who doesn't who doesn't love a good Christmas song list? We're definitely going to get that in because we have to, you know, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year, right, guys? The song says it, we say it's it. It's just a Mariah Carey it. Christmas album for Jake. <laughs> There's only two songs by her there. <laughs> Nora Jones has a great new Christmas album out. Nando and I were actually texting about it a couple of weeks ago, so uh, check that one out also. And thank you for checking us out on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. For Funston, for Jake, I am Michael Beller. We're back with you next week. Hopefully you're with us because that means you're advancing on to your fantasy football semifinals. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you.